Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my guy, Chad, who owns Greenfields Pool and Sports Bar. He has easily one of the best, if not the best, sports bar in the entire state of Colorado. They're located in Lakewood. This is why they are so great. For starters, they have live music every Friday and Saturday. No cover. You like to play pool? That's cool. Usually most bars have like one or two pool tables. They have a pool hall. 15 pool tables to choose from. Every seat is a great seat to watch a game. Terrific menu. Love their happy hour, though. Every single day, three until seven, two for one on wine, well, and drafts. I'm going to repeat that. Every day, Two for one, wine, well, and drafts. Three until seven. No one does it like Greenfields in Lakewood. It's got something for everyone. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmurosport.com. Okay, let's go out to the hotline right now. I want to bring in a longtime friend of mine, Nick Ferguson, former Broncos safety, also a former coach with the San Francisco 49ers. Bruce, Nick and I have known each other for a long time. We have talked on the phone a lot. And it seems whenever we have a discussion, when his ass gets a little chapped with me, Uh. he will use my name in a sentence. He'll say something like Eric or Eric. I'm guessing on this conversation that we're going to have with him, the over-under on using my name is going to be one and a half. Okay. Are you going to take the over or the under? Well, since I work with you, I'll probably take the over. Okay. Nick, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, fellas. How's it going? Uh, We are doing well. I wanted to bring you on uh, to get your thoughts on the Broncos' current outside zone blocking scheme. You certainly had a great perspective when you played for the Broncos playing against it in practice. When you were with the 49ers, you saw it quite a bit as well. From what you have seen, not from the backups, because we know they have struggled with zone blocking. From what I understand, it's not a difficult technique to learn. It's a very difficult technique to execute consistently. From what you have seen with the starters, how confident do you feel that they will be ready to go? I am uh, more than confident that this group will be ready to go because, uh, like you said, it starts with uh, consistency. And when I think about consistency, I use another C word. It is cohesiveness. You, when you think about what the zone scheme is, it's having all those linemen work in unison together. You and Bruce probably heard this, this term, football term, used before. Elephants on parade. That means every single guy across that line has to know what the other guy is doing because you're counting on the guy next to you. And the way that that I understand it from a defensive standpoint, th- those guys have to understand whether you have an uncovered lineman or a cover lineman. Not to give you to get too deep in the weeds with football, but basically that means that if there's a guy in front of you, like to me, you're going to block that guy. The guy who is uncovered doesn't have anyone over him. He's going to double team with you and try to get up to that second level. So when I look at this Broncos offensive lineman, we haven't seen this group. Uh, in, in the preseason, but just watching them in practice. These are big guys. 
And the biggest thing about running that zone scheme is that they have to not just work in unison, but they have to have good footwork as well. And I think with, you know, what Billy Turner, once we get him back on the field, that's going to really help uh, this offensive line and make them one of the top units in the league. So, Nick, okay, you got to have five guys in unison. We get that. But give me the key guy in this scheme. Is it Cush in the middle? Um, Give me a sense for, is there a key guy in this group, or is it all equal parts? Well, it's all equal parts, but when I think about the zone scheme and why it's been so effective, here, like before I arrived to uh, Denver, I mean, I think they had about three or four running backs you throw in the system that ran for over uh, 1,000 yards. So for me, it is the offensive linemen. They are the key, but the biggest key is that running back because when they start to run that outside zone, they're trying to get those defensive linemen to run parallel to the line of scrimmage because the thing that disrupts any run scheme, I don't care which one you run, zone or gap, is penetration by the, the defensive linemen. But you want to get those guys moving sideways so they can over-pursue, and it's on that running back to find the cutback lane. So there's a lot of pressure on that running back to make sure that he has excellent vision and he's seeing which hole is going to open up and he's able to get vertical. You just led me right into the next thing I wanted to talk about. You talked about cutting back and vision. I don't think it's an unfair statement to say that Javante Williams needs to work on his vision. That is a strength for Melvin Gordon. Is it an unfair statement to say that Melvin Gordon might be a better fit for outside zone blocking? Yeah, I mean, it fits him well because he's a veteran guy, and it goes back to how much football did you play because veteran guys know they're trying to be patient. The, the, the youth are running back, he's spry, he doesn't know. He's just trying to see a hole, hit a hole. But it is developing as your experience goes along, patience allowing that offensive line to kind of do what it needs to do and then getting the hole. Because think about this, that running back on the outside zone, he's got to be patient. He's got to stretch the play outside where it looks like it's like it's a toss play. And then he has to have enough presence of mind and patience to allow the development in front of it and then find the crease inside. And that's something that uh, Melvin Gordon has definitely done, done well. And he can excel in both zone and gap scheme as well. We're talking with Nick Ferguson, former Broncos safety, longtime NFL player, and a former coach with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, okay, so now I want to flip the script, and I want to talk defense. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what jumps off the page at you when you're at practice right now. I, 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 I want to know what you look for, and are there things that still jump out at you? and surprise you? And if any of those things have happened so far this year, what are they? Well, for me, uh, how the, the starting defensive line, when they were healthy, uh, have uh, played well together. That Obviously, with the exception of Brandon Gregory, he hasn't been involved. But, you know, watching uh, Draymond Jones, watching Bradley Chubb, watch these guys go out there and play with a certain level of confidence that I haven't really seen in the past uh, three years, the addition of uh, DJ Jones made things a-, a lot different because the other day, I think it was last week, I saw him do this arm pullover and just kind of uh, beat the guard and he was in the backfield. I mean, that's what we haven't had around in here in a while, and that's where the expectations for Draymond Jones has gone up exponentially. But having those guys play together and watching them play when they have 
it's been kind of a thing of beauty. And when we look at our second level with our linebackers, and we're saying, okay, well, we don't have these fast linebackers to compete. And, and the passing game, the idea is that those, the edge rushers, the outside linebackers and interior linemen, they're going to cover those guys up, allowing them to flow and make plays. So I'm excited to see what this group looks like when they are at 100%. But you add Randy Gregory to that mix, man, it's going to make things around here really exciting, but it also helps the offensive side of the ball because that means teams are getting off the field on third down and you're giving Russell Wilson more possession. Generally speaking, defensive line is a rotational type of position. How good do you feel about the depth on the defensive line? The depth uh, concerns me just a little because uh, that's kind of one of the biggest takeaways uh, watching that Buffalo Bills game. Uh, they had somewhat of a vanilla defense because Azure Everett wanted to see those guys go out there and compete. So they were not put up, put in like great positions to, to really uh, penetrate and disrupt the run game. But at the same time, some of those guys didn't really use their hands. They were running around blocks. So I'm hoping that they can kind of bring those young guys along some of those guys who didn't have, don't really have a lot of experience. Um, and Kevin Ajin being one of those individuals, uh, I'm looking forward to see if he can take that next step in the game or against Minnesota. But they need to bring that young group along. But as far as the starters, those guys have a lot of experience, and I'm not really concerned about that. Former Bronco and longtime NFLer Nick Ferguson joining us this morning. By the way, uh, do you know that Nick, over the course of his career mm -hmm. and he and he's worn a lot of jerseys bengals saskatchewan rough riders rain fire winnipeg blue bombers <laughs> the bears okay back with the blue bombers the bills the jets the broncos and texans while that is incredibly impressive i'll tell you what's impressive about me and you bruce what he only had one more nfl sack than we had <laughs> you don't have to take you know that nick and do well, you well I'll, I'll tell you this bruce here's the thing i, I know Eric is really good. One, there's one. Okay, <laughs> you got that, the that, over. That, You're that, doing well, Bruce. That's 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 the first. That's the first, Eric. Yeah. So for for me, you're, you're absolutely right. We have about the same number of sacks, and here's why. <laughs> here's my my defensive coordinator, coordinator Larry Corrier, would never blitz me. He would always bring me down just to kind of tip the offense and say, okay, well, you got to account for him. But he, he would never blitz me. We, the reason why that play worked, the Champ Bailey getting that interception for that 99-yard return, was because of that. No one anticipated that, but I would actually blitz off the edge and pressure Tom Brady. So there it is. That's all right. I, you could. That's something to hang your hat on, my friend. They should have game yeah, plan yeah. for You're Nick Ferguson. Right? Absolutely. They game plan for Nick. We got to we got to keep that guy out <laughs> off the edge. <laughs> All right, Nick, uh, it, it's a snapshot, but how do you rate this coaching staff in terms of their connectivity, their communication? This is a very young staff. It's a very energetic staff. It's a staff that Nathaniel Hackett himself likes to say he wants to make sure that there's accountability going you know, out to his uh, assistants and then back to him. Um how do you see this whole thing working to this point? Well, first and foremost, Bruce, I love this freaking coaching staff. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know them like as well as I know Eric, but just two. Them, okay, uh, you hit the I'm over. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm right on the it. over, Bruce. Good Thank job. you. I'm on the over. There we go. 
Yes. Uh, I'm watching them interact with their players and, and talking to the players. They, they just freaking love them. And I've had a chance to talk to uh, Coach Hackett at practice, and here's what I tell him every single time. Hey, man, do you. I mean, everyone is upset about, with you about not playing starters and practice and all that. Who gives, you know, two nickels? But you have to do you. And the, the way that they are rallying for him, they, they love him. And this is an, an entirely different environment in that locker room than it has been around here in the past few years where guys were, you know, not really buying in. Guys, you had offense versus defense and individual groups. No, everyone is buying in. And we know this game is very difficult, but every time I see those guys come off the field, there is a smile. Now, yesterday at practice, you had to get after a couple people, but you have to do that. But they love him, and I would have loved to play for uh, a coach of this magnitude because, one, he is a Star Wars fan right there. So, I mean, he's good in my book right away. But it's that connection that you develop with your players that are so important. And the first time the Broncos have adversity, that's what they're going to lean on the most is that connection and that relationship. You may have answered the question that I was about to ask, but maybe I'll just spin it a little bit differently. I asked DJ Jones, I believe it was last week, to essentially compare his time in San Francisco under Kyle Shanahan and what he's experiencing now with Nathaniel Hackett. And he said, Kyle was very businesslike. Here in Denver, it's a lot more fun, a lot more trust is built. You, no one, no one has a better experience or a longer history with the Shanahan's than you. You played for Mike. You coached under Kyle. Which approach do you think will translate into more wins? We know that Kyle has a really good track record. He is businesslike. Nathaniel is not looser, but he is more fun oriented for the long term. Which type of style lends itself to more success? You know, I would say that uh, Coach Hackett uh, approach, and I don't say that to say, well, Kyle uh, doesn't know what he's doing. Obviously, he took the, he took the team to to Super Bowl, and uh, he is businesslike, and that's sort of like his dad. Everyone uh, has to be accountable for their jobs. He's the same thing as a coach that he expects out of players. But the reason I, I said to add about the Hackett style is the game has really changed. And you, you can't really lean into players like Parcells used to lean into me when I was a young player coming into this league because players are not made the same way anymore. I mean, they can't handle the, the emotional brunt and the frustration associated with the stress of the game and the coach just kind of constantly on them. So you have to be able to connect with your players in a certain way where not to say that you don't yell at them. I mean, you don't have to yell and cuss at them, but it's about the teaching part of it. And you have to understand, I mean, he is a young coach. He has a young staff. He's being able to relate to the players and get the most out of them. It's the same reason why when we try to talk to our kids, sometimes we can't relate to them as parents, even though we were kids at one point because they see us as being authoritative figures as parents, and they want to just kind of do TikTok and all these other things. So when you're able to respond to your players in that way, man, it, it goes a long way to them as far as motivating them and getting the most out of them. Hey, Dick, really appreciate your time, my friend. We will see you out of practice soon. All right, Eric and Bruce. There we go. That's three. <laughs> next, well time the over, next time the over-under is going to be two and a half. Bingo. See you, Nick. Thanks, Nick. See you, guys. All right, coming up after the break, Tiger Woods' Rory McIlroy have launched a new type of golf league. 
Is this something that you would want to watch if it's on television? We'll tell you what the league is. It sounds kind of nuts if you want to know the truth, but can there be a huge positive out of it? That's next. Show me- 